0: Today we are going to review the book I Who Have Never Known Men by Jacqueline Hartman and we are drinking what We're drinking, We oh, are yeah, drinking a beautiful Cremant Alsace, which I will tell you a bit more about in a minute. And we're very lucky to be in Sortie Wine and Charcuterie Bar in Darlington Town Centre, which is quite busy <laughs> on this lovely Saturday afternoon. Um, and we're very privileged to be here and honoured that they've let us spend this time. And hopefully, they'll be providing some little nibbles for us halfway through so we don't get too drunk. For <laughs> <one and cheese.
1: laughs> There's no such thing as being too drunk. Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. know. so. Jen's going to introduce the wine. Yeah, so it was a bit tricky, this one. Um, pairing a wine with a book is not something I've ever done before. I normally pair it with cheese or food or just my mood. So trying to pair it with book is probably quite groundbreaking, I have to say. Um, so I've gone for, and I'll explain the reasons why, but I've gone for a Cremant Alsace. So, when we talk about Cremants, it's always made in France. It's um, very much like champagne in terms of how it's made, it's a very traditional method of making wine, so when you come across things like Prosecco, for example they're made in big steel tanks it's quite a cheap method of making sparkling wine, so Cremant is made in a traditional way, the same as champagne, which I think elevates it and just makes it a little bit more special Um, but not as expensive as champagne, so we're kind of in the middle so Alsace is obviously quite far north probably about the same northerly aspect. To Champagne, so you do get a similar climate, although it is a lot wetter. Um, so, Cremant can have lots of different grape varieties. In Alsace, you would typically find things like Riesling or Pinot Blanc, makes a very elegant and fruity wine. But we're going to decide at the end how we feel about that and what we think. Um, the wine was actually chosen to, once we start talking about the book, it'll make sense. And if you've read the book, it'll make sense. So, I've chosen this. Wine, because when you think of champagne and, and, and cremant and sparkling wines, they're aged in cellars, obviously very dark, dank conditions, and. The reason that I picked the cremant, I wanted something sparkling, is you obviously a lot of pressure in the bottle, you've got all these bubbles just wanting to get out and then obviously the cork pops and the pressure's released and it's a very happy occasion, we celebrate with with champagne and sparkling wines. So as we talk about the book you'll kind of understand more why that I think represents it's like releasing tension, tension mm-hmm. and then getting this amazing yeah. Yeah. release. And you also were talking about the cage yeah. from a, a sparkling wine, yeah, representing it's got that cage the cage on top of the cork that you obviously have to undo and, and release the cork. So yeah, that kind of cage aspect. And I think as well, you know, we'll put some photos on, but we picked this location, and where we're sat now is very as if we're in a cave (laughs) it's quite cavernous so that as well we've brought that aspect in can't
1: believe I've never been here like yeah it's been open for three years I've never been in so it's pretty terrible I'm glad I'm here now (laughs)
0: do you want to say something about the book and introduce what the book's about?
1: I shall indeed, so it's been um, a real interesting (laughs) book because it's been quite controversial as to whether people like it Um, it was one of those things, I haven't picked it because I had read it before or anything like that, but I was in Waterstones in Newcastle for a day out and the lady who works at Waterstones asked me what other books I liked and I said I love Margaret Atwood, can't get enough of her books massive fan and she um, showed me this book and it's I Who Have Never Known Men by Jacqueline Hartman it's only a small book so I thought it was quite good as a first one because it shouldn't take us too long to get through but it's been really interesting seeing what um, we all make of it because it's definitely like different as <laughs> well said.
0: it's kind of science fiction isn't it in a way without being too obviously science fiction I was it's so unusual.
1: surprised it was science fiction because to me, I mean obviously dystopian novels are science fiction but I never read sci-fi novels or anything like that but yes, I guess dystopia comes into that theme, doesn't it? And, but yeah, it's um, it's yeah, just really different, but I think it's very, sort of very dark book. <laughs> but um, certainly, as I say, it's had a lot of um, really good discussion points. So I've got a little bit to just sort of say about it, really, that was a background. Um, so the novel's premise is simple. It's in an undefined period in the near future, we meet 40 women who are kept prisoners in a cage in an underground bunker guarded by a group of armed men and supplied with just the basic necessities of modern life electricity, food water and medication eventually the women managed to escape only to find themselves roaming what seems to be in an uninhabited post-apocalyptic alien world world, it's hard to gather the older women um, (laughs) hazily but fondly recall a different normality one in which they went around the daily business of life working, falling in love raising families and this unnamed narrator is a teenager who was only known life in the bunker she has no other recollections and is aware that she will never share the experiences which the other women um, talk about with nostalgia so she's trying to learn about the past only to realize that it will serve her no purpose in this strange environment where she will never know men So it raises quite a lot of discussion points really, all about sort of relationships, um, how women are sort of. How informed friendship relationships and things like that but but I think all the way through the book and I might not sure I'm not alone in this there's a lot of mystery about it there's a lot of unanswered questions yeah but I have to say I absolutely I really did like it but yeah I don't know what everyone else thinks (laughs) it's a really
0: different book because it sort of doesn't really come to any conclusions but it raises a lot of questions as well about the purpose of existence and um what, we'd, what we would do in those situations and female friendship and bonds in my opinion it didn't really go very deeply into what could have been a book about female friendship the, the narrator who tells the story who is the girl who's always lived in the bunker doesn't doesn't seem the gel very well with the yeah. other women. She sort of set aside herself.
1: It's, it's she's unusual, definitely set isn't it? aside because it's definitely an unusual book and I think yeah, we don't actually have not many of the questions are answered. We don't know her background. She's very limited in what she gives to you as a reader about her life. And yeah, I kind of am left really thinking about it afterwards, thinking, you know what's gonna what's gonna happen? What is the setting of this book?
0: because it really does leave you guessing all the way through without sort of leaving I'm trying to figure out how to spoil (laughs) not to spoil it too much but Everything's kind of um supplied for them so it's not really um a survivalist novel because the writer has quite cleverly created a world where um everything is provided so they've got mm. electricity and food supplies yeah. and water so they're just kind of it almost takes away their reason for existing because they're in this sort of blank landscape and mm. there's nothing to do. Yeah,
1: it's there's, really there's nothing to do, there's no kind of outside world of which we uh, kind of let in on the secret so it's kind of like a lot of the time it's like why are they there what is this purpose, why are they being kept prisoner what's the purpose purpose of life why is it the number of women that they've chosen why is this um, the title character kind of the youngest one who's only ever known life in a cage why there's some weird weird
0: bits in the book where they talk about like the biological function of women which I found a little bit jarring um, where she was, doesn't have any periods and her theory is that she doesn't have periods because she's never been in proximity with men yeah. um, and so her female function has sort of not kicked in she's never sort of mm. developed past in, well, fully into puberty mm-hmm. I found that weird I don't weird, know
1: much about as science as well. but I don't know actually what would happen in that situation if I you're ke- I, I thought with other women you would sink in with other
0: women but I don't think it's a bi- I, I might yeah. be completely wrong but I don't think it's biologically accurate that yeah. you wouldn't have any period and actually the women in the first part of the novel are surrounded quite closely yeah. with men who are guarding them but there's not really a sort of patriarchal there theme is a, to the novel it's, it's, very, it's very strange it's I was very
1: trying to find
0: a reason it's and meaning sort of in it it's very
1: disturbing it's very strange it's very dark it's very um, to be honest if you do like things like the Handmaid's Tale I think it is the type of book you would like but I, I just am a person who when I read a book I do want to find out what happens I want to <laughs> know quite the situation It's it's frustrating you never find out some of you never really of find major. out yeah. um, what happens but I did really like the main character in it and I did sort of root for her, but I think as time goes through the book, you can see that her emotions are definitely. She doesn't seem to be a very emotional person, and you wonder why in this group of women, those
0: very damaged really, women, aren't but damaged they? Women. She's especially sort of set aside, isn't yeah, she? It's, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm feeling quite sympathetic to her at the minute, but I think while I was reading
1: <laughs> the book, you I, wasn't.
0: <laughs> I listened to the book on Audible, and I didn't really like the. Um, the, the lady who's read it's voice, not the narrator, because the narrator is the character. Um, and I, I found it quite frustrating because a lot, I, I thought that the author contradicted herself quite a bit throughout the novel. Um, there was some of the timelines didn't seem to work out for me. I thought some of the female relationships weren't quite believable at the beginning. I got quite frustrated, but then. The character of the, narr- the narrator character in the book is quite complex and different so I, I'm i not sure coming, having come to the end of the book whether I'm kind of thinking actually that did fit because she was a bit odd and damp. so would you say then for this author is this a typical style of book that she writes is this well I just oh. can't believe that we haven't not... heard of this author before cause... she's um... let me have a look at the book
1: uh, like it was somebody who Jacqueline. I worked Bartlett. in an library for all this time and this author has never come to light I've never seen any work so
0: she's or... a she was a Belgian woman and she was born in 1929 so they fled the Nazis um, and moved to Casablanca and she studied French literature and trained as the doctor when she started actually writing in 1954 so this trying to work out when this book was actually published um, I think it was possibly I think she wrote it in 1988 so I'm thinking that's a good 40 years into a writing career so I'm presuming mm, she's you know she's an accomplished author here and she must be of, of some age can't do the maths there somebody help no. me out born <laughs> no, in 1929 too
1: much for me <laughs> so she's
0: at least 60 So she's a mature woman and she's been around the block, Um, she wrote over 15 novels and she's won numerous literary prizes. Um, it was the first novel to be translated into English. Um,
1: I just think, where has she been hiding, or why hasn't anyone, yeah, sort of pushed her novel well, us Well, I them guess, I it's been published
0: in a different language yeah, from English, and that's, so that's sort of why it's not, on, like, not radar. coming to our radar. Um, yeah, but I think it's, it's, I find it quite interesting that she's an old, you know, an older established. And do we lighter. think
1: is it too typical to suggest that because of the uh, obviously what she'd been through in her younger life with the Nazi occupation that that's influenced the book, or do we think that's maybe? I think it not must really be an influence. It yeah. must be, It's, it's just, just such a dark book. Like it's, it's got so many different issues of oppression and of not knowing why you're oppressed. That is there a bit of a yes? Yeah, it's that
0: sort kind of, of why? Way. Why would? Because they never they never really find out why they're why locked they're away and, and what they're imprisoned. imprisoned and you know there's an element of that in in Nazi death camps, yeah. you know, although they had a, they had a justification in their own minds, it wouldn't, it wouldn't resonate with the people kept there, would it? It would, you would, you wouldn't feel justified. And do we have any
1: theories of why actually the women were imprisoned? I did think about that earlier. That had I processed that and had I asked that
0: question? But it wasn't just women, was it? There was, no, there was men as well. I doubt it
1: was men as well. But why those people? And so many
0: I mean, questions. In groups of forty. <laughs> yeah. Um, we well, see when you are looking at things like Handmaid's Tale, we know the reason why the Handmaid's there. We know yeah. everybody has a role and what that role it's really is. But this doesn't seem as though no anybody really has a role of anything. It's just I think that's I think that is actually the magic of the book yeah. in some way is the the nothingness of it. There's no point. There's no point to their incarceration. There's no point to. It, that's, it kind of leaves an open door to questioning, questioning the point of existence in a way. And if you if you exist in this empty universe and there's nobody there to witness, there's a lot of talk about if there's nobody there to witness what you're doing. It's like if, a, tr- it happens, it happens, if a tree falls yeah. in a forest, does it make a sound? Sort yeah. of thing. Well,
1: there's definitely elements of whether the sort of lead character has these emotions and is able to. Rel- to other humans, and there is a quote in the book that says, I was forced to acknowledge too much too late that I too had loved and that I was capable of suffering and that I was human after all. And I think it's in a lot of her ways of speaking and speaking in the book, she doesn't seem to be connected to any of the women, but then in other ways she is. I don't know, it was like it's quite mixed, really. I think whether she she could forge those relationships, but whether what no spoilers, but throughout the book, she did do things that you would would allude to the fact that she didn't have human emotions Yeah. But is that because she's living in a very stark, strange world? And it and asks you no questions by. about what human emotion yeah. really is and yeah. what it's
0: for, and and how we judge what humanity is. Oh. So it's quite clever in that way. It asks asks a lot of questions of the reader. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It definitely stays with you. It's quite a haunting book, I thought. It did sort of keep me up a bit at night, thinking. Well,
0: I I does? found I found some of the um, the literary devices that the author used quite clunky i don't know whether this is because it's a translated novel I've, i got very frustrated in the first couple of chapters because some of the timelines didn't work and stuff but actually throughout the frustration of that I think it is actually one of those books that it will stay in my head mm, yeah. it's something yeah. that is going to stay with me for a long time and that's quite rare that you yeah. read a book and it actually
1: sticks in your mind
0: mm. it's not just instantly forgettable you're going to it's
1: definitely heart, prov- heart um, provoking and I think going back to kind of like looking at themes of like the war and Nazis that I don't know if anyone else had this but when they were describing where the people were kept um, that was a bit like a concentration camp sort of situation, but I just—it
0: was inhuman, wasn't it? I just it? feel like Very I just
1: wish there was a second book so I could find out why that they're there. And obviously, I've got to, yeah, say to myself that's never going to happen. <laughs> but I just like to know these things. Like well, maybe I like to solve them. Maybe feel a bit like it, I'll never know. And there's that's an going area on.
0: there where some sort of fan fiction writer Somebody could probably has come done and, that, I come say. and gonna Google that. I'm going to Google that. I might Google yeah. that
1: see if anybody's written like the yeah, what happens next type thing. Um, but yeah, certainly I enjoy. It but in a quite harrowing way, which is why we need wine to take the edge
0: So what are we thinking of the wine ladies? Well, it, um, I'm nearly <laughs> down. <to, yeah. laughs> I mean, we had a good of it, so not sure um, whether um, through nerves but it is it's beautifully drinkable isn't it? It's, it's yeah. very smooth and it's not as tart as a champagne is it? It's not got that sort of acidity. Yeah, the, the thing that I like about Cremont is you know generally we go for Prosecco. I'm a Carver girl I would always pick Carver Prosecco because i am got for to bring one. the bottle over. <laughs> yes. For one, Cava is less expensive usually than Prosecco, even though it has a more expensive method of producing it. We've gone for the whole Prosecco name and it's just taken over. So go for the underdog, pick If you're wanting a champagne but don't want to pay champagne prices, Cremont. Nearly every wine region in France produces a Cremont. I particularly like Alsace because I just love the region. I think it produces something really light, really elegant really kind of drinkable there's nothing offensive about it it's just a really beautiful elegant wine to be honest i don't think i've ever heard of it if i'd seen it in a shop i wouldn't have got it because i wouldn't know i would obviously i would be able to see you can tell by the bottle it's a beautiful sparkling french wine but Mm -hmm. i think i might have passed it by most people do not knew. knowing what yeah. it was and I don't know do. anything about it it's very new to me certainly it's nothing I would have known about I, I, recommend. Recommend. Yeah. I know someone that will only drink champagne and I took a bottle of this to her and she was mm. like wow yeah I mean and you can pick up Cremant's so you know Cremant d'Alsace is probably one of the rarer ones that you can get in the UK um, so you can get like Blanquette de Limoux you can get Cremant de Loire I saw in Marks and Spencers actually yesterday there was a Blanquette de Limoux for 8 pounds oh. um, okay. normally you'd expect to pay between 10 and 12 to 15, which I think you know for something a little bit more special than prosecco. Yeah,
1: I would just say know, like really controversial. But I'm not a big prosecco fan at all. It's okay, and I drink it at occasions, and it's fine. But I'm not a massive fan. I don't think it's very enjoyable to drink. I don't know whether I've like sickened myself of it. But this is much nicer to me. Quite any day. Prosecco just lacks complexity, and I think that comes with the fact that it's it's
0: fermented and, and you know produced in stainless steel tanks. Yeah. And to me, that's just Where's the, where, where, so, what's Cremont fermented in? This is it so a barrel wine. So, it's the same as champagne, so it has a second fermentation in the bottom, so it's everything uh, happens in the bottom. Uh, right. And as champagne, you would have it in a cave similar to, to where we're at now, and they would have racks where it would be, and you would turn them every day. Wow. So, back in the day, you know, you'd have a oh, wow. little guy going down into the salon. Rid- oh, yes, do call me more. And it's called riddling, and he would riddle the wines where he would just turn them every day. And to me that's a bit of a labour of love that you're hand turning oh, these yeah. bottles every day yeah. you don't go through so much care. Um now a lot of it is machine based but still it's fermented in the bottle and ferment has to be um, aged in the bottle for at least nine months so it does have an aging process so which develops the if all the effort goes into that how is the price point so different to a champagne? Is it just the name and it's just the name, yeah. People automatically go for champagne because they know it, because they think it is superior. Um I don't think it is superior, I think you can get more complexity from champagne just because it's usually aged for longer. Now sometimes when I come to a white wine, I must admit I'm a red I Mm -hmm. like a red sometimes you come to a white wine and you've got that sort of first sip and you do that sort of sour yeah. face, like, oh gosh, you've got to like ease yourself into it. There's none of that with this. No, it's it's very moves. nice. Yes. Incredible oh, And uh, it's just such a treat. And you know, if you ever come across a Cremant, always just go, go for one. it, just give it a try. Mm-hmm. So, um, It'll be on, on my radar one, from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of a Cremant. I wouldn't know if any It's education, honestly. It is. Uh, That's why we're here, right. That's That's why we're here. Hello, Will. Would you like to talk to us about this cheese on my phone? I do love
1: talking. <laughs> on Look at got this a beautiful board. Goat's cheese today, uh, called Ashlin from Worcester. It's got a little vein of ash in the middle, and it starts off with this rich creaminess and ends with little notes of lemon. There's walnuts, tossed in maple syrup, and sea salt. Sweet red onion and some apple and date chutney made by my mother-in-law. Oh, nice oh my my mother. birthday, all. thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Oh, that's oh, that's so it's so beautiful, isn't so it? So cute! I love that Will's brought over this uh, goat's cheese, so I would always pick, when you're having a sparkling wine or you know champagne, whatever that might be, picking quite a creamy cheese, like goat's cheese or brie, the sparkling wine, the acidity of it cuts through and actually elevates it, so it just really pairs very well, so I'd love to know what you guys think as well when you try it. Right. Well, I'm going to dive in and smear a bit of this goat's cheese on a bit of bread I think it looks some so cute it's on like a little chopping board with like grapes and And a... I'm actually I'm going to dip and have some that, of... are they gherkins quills Will's mother-in-laws or, like mini-shirts mini-shirts I did not know yeah so I need to get out more try these cornichons in your life I only really know that from the very hungry caterpillar <laughs> He eats and a oh, that's
1: Another next, good book that's Another next, good book. Uh, next <laughs> podcast choice though. hungry caterpillar if anyone's interested
0: right i've got the french version now i used to read it to jack in french <laughs> i
1: didn't i didn't even think about being a french
0: version Le qui fait de so have a bit of the goat cheese and then try a bit of the wine right okay let me try that i'm feeling like the um the bread takes away a little bit from the meat and the flavor really just comes out as well oh that is beautiful yeah. mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm goat's cheese oh, is yeah. very,
1: totally, um,
0: very creamy. Kathy, don't smash it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's lovely. Really really nice. I can't believe people don't like goat's cheese. So nice, love sort
0: of mm-hmm. it. And that Ashlyn is amazing. <laughs> that that's one of my favourites. That's very. A very subtle goat's cheese. There's not a lot of yeah. the farmyard about it. It's very. Yeah,
1: I much prefer when it's mild like this. I think it's really nice. Lovely
0: guys at Sortie have helped with the wine selection and came up with a few options. So we're going to possibly try the second option. Yeah, Don't, why not Yeah, let's do why it. While we're here, we're out,
1: out.
0: So for next month's read. Um, we're going to be looking at a slightly different book, possibly still along
1: those sort of feminist lines. Cassie, what's next month's book? So I'm really excited about this one. Um, so we've got Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. A total different type of book than this one, so I'm hoping everybody really enjoys it. And, um, yeah, the title character, Elizabeth, is a brilliant character. I think everyone will fall in love with her. She's a very intelligent woman who wants to teach housewives um, how to cook properly with a scientific with science. I saw that rather than just kind of it's an it American people?
0: sort of like yeah, yeah I like well, you just fall in love with her straight away she's a great
1: character and it's just how what she has to battle against because it's just dominated by men the whole world is dominated by men in their opinion and she's fighting that women are intelligent too and can yeah. learn properly oh so that's scientists.
0: the idea of putting the science in yeah. to say actually we can she understand wants to scientific say, terms she
1: wants to we're not just so pretty you know like all this kind of there was a lot of American American TV wasn't there at the time. That was very like a glamorous. That was With a little pinny on, yeah. you know, and that was
0: what, all their role. What was, was the American? Who was, 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 was the American equivalent yeah. of Fanny Craddock? She yeah. was Martha Stewart. Yeah. So it's very twee housewife. A real person then. Yes, yeah, so know how much so. Meant, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. We're probably it's making... a food brand. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. No, I think she was a. But yeah, a real person. Martha Stewart became like that sort of American housewife ideal person. Stepford wife. Stepford wife. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it's kind of going against. That and um, her trying to uh, say to the men in her life that women are, you know, have the intelligence to process more than just following rules and being a wife to them, subservient to them. But she's super, super intelligent, so I think that's really nice. That just because she's in those times doesn't mean that she can't be that character, sort of thing. But everyone's responsible to, respond to her. And it's an amazing animal in it, it's, like, so. it's, just, it's just
0: awesome. No spoiler. It's so uh, lovely. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Reading between the wines would like to thank Sortie Charcuterie and Bar Darlington for kindly hosting this episode. Thanks also to Jacqueline Hartman, Penguin Random House and Goodreads.com. Music credit goes to Vitali Levkin at Lemon Music Studio, Pixabay. Thank you for listening to reading between the wines podcast for more information please visit readingbetweenthewines.podbean.com that's p-o-d-b-e-a-n.com join in the discussion in our private facebook group reading between the wines podcast or join us on instagram at reading between the wines 2023 please make sure you subscribe on apple podcasts or your favorite podcast provider